think it's going to start raining, so I don't know if I can actually finish this outside. So about two weeks ago, Tim Bergling, also known as Avicii, passed away, and the news hit me pretty hard. Not because I'm a fan of his music, although I do respect his work greatly. It hit me hard in various different ways. I wasn't expecting that sort of a response, but I think too many things about it hit close to home to me. There were a lot of sort of more trivial things about his death that sort of made it feel really weird. I mean, he was the same age as I am now. Of course, it's easier to associate yourself with someone who comes from a relatively similar culture, being from the Nordic countries. What was also strange for me was that he passed away in Oman, in Muscat, because I had just visited that place in February. But the biggest reason why it hit me so hard was that I, I realized that's really the most extreme end of the reason why I make this series. Because the whole point of this series is to prevent stuff like this from happening. What I think every time something like this happens is that there's a pattern here. There's a pattern here that isn't addressed. No one's talking about this. I mean, we talk about it. No one's doing anything about it. And it's so unnecessary. These great artists who bring joy to so many people. They bring so much happiness here, yet they themselves are suffering. And although I'm not successful in, in, in any way that I consider to be worthwhile describing successful, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to be tormented and the music being something that takes it away that for for that brief moment you feel complete there's nothing but that music and for that brief moment it's enough most artists care about the music they care about making it and sharing it but they can get very uncomfortable and confused by all the stuff that can surround the music itself and it can feel very confusing to figure out how to deal with all of it in in an effective manner you know i agree with people like Aubrey Marcus who say that you know you can go really hard at one thing and become very successful at it 
But if you become really successful at that one thing, but on the expense of your physical and your mental health, your relationships, all these things that are so, so important for a healthy, balanced life, then is it going to be worth it? And I think that question is far more difficult to answer than one might initially think. I remember a couple of years back when I saw that he was taking a break from live performances and I was super happy to see that because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Everything you do in life is built upon the idea that you can at least try and do it if you have your health. But if your health is messed up, then that chance might be taken away from you. And I remember thinking, good for him, you know, good for him for putting his health first, even though he has this massive job to do and this massive following that wants to see him live and wants to enjoy his music and that's a huge responsibility and a huge uh, opportunity to to bear and to act on and if you get to give that to at least one other person and in many cases you can give it to tens of people hundreds of people even thousands and like Tim did millions of people that's what artists look for that's what they seek that's their salvation that's their catharsis so in a certain way it's a very unselfish thing to put your music first and put your career first and your fans it's not easy to put yourself first if you feel like there's something bigger than you if you feel like you're in the service of something bigger and i certainly feel that way about music and in most cases i've always been willing to sacrifice a part of myself in pursuit of that goal in service of that bigger meaning that bigger impact but i also realized that if i'm in a bad place then i can't do what i just said i can't bring that value to other people if i'm physically ill if i'm mentally ill i can't keep on doing this for the next who knows many years knock and wood if i'm lucky and like it or not you are the vessel through which that bigger meaning that bigger goal will manifest itself so really the best thing you can do for that goal and that meaning is to take care of yourself and we artists need to come together to address this issue i don't think it's something that can come 
from the outside because it takes the practical understanding, the practical application of being in the middle of that process to really know what it's like. Part of the problem is that being an artist in many ways is incompatible with being just a human being. If you're supposed to venture into the unknown, make the unknown known, it's going to require you to be something that has not been before or something that is not considered to be a part of what is, which often comes with a fair bit of disassociation with the world that you're seeing, the world that is unfolding around you, but bears very little resemblance to the one you have here. And I think that's very clear if you read the statement that his family wrote. Let me actually look it up so I don't misquote it. He struggled with thoughts about meaning, life, happiness. Pretty much all artists can relate to that. That there's something you're seeing, something that others aren't paying attention to, and you feel like it's in a dire need of repair. There's something broken. There's something we're not paying attention to. There's something we're not seeing. I strongly believe that music models meaning. That's why we can relate to it so much. That's why it speaks to us on such a deep level. And that's why we make our, that's why we make our art. It's the only way to make sense of it. We need to put it into a language that not only we can understand, but others can understand. So that in this confusing world, there would be at least that small thing that makes sense. And that's why I think so many artists have a hard time with drugs and alcohol because they're mind-altering substances. They take you away and perhaps in certain ways they can mimic the things that you sense should be there in the real world. They alter your mind in such a way that you perhaps can see a glimpse of, of that utopia or that thing that seems to be missing. So they're not the cause of the issue, they're simply a coping mechanism that artists use so that they can manage. And although I've certainly struggled with depression and anxiety myself, luckily enough, I could see early enough that if I didn't figure out a way to address this issue, how to negotiate a deal between artistry in real life, it wasn't going to end well. It wasn't going to be pretty. It has got to be the most difficult thing that I've ever had to figure out.
And I don't think I have it all figured out, but at least I'm in a, in a position now where I can move forth without feeling like I need to sacrifice everything for it. Even with the limited experience and knowledge that I have in this early stage of my career, I can promise you that it can be done. There is a way for both of them to coexist. You don't need to suffer unnecessarily. You don't need to go too far into the darkness. There is a way out and that's what we're trying to do here. And I hope that we don't have to lose any more great artists to realize that not only do we need to start doing something about this, but that we can do something about it. And that process has already started. Finished.